Welcome to Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. So this month we've been talking about the big fruitful because I believe as Christians, as the core of our Christianity for us to be fruitful. And we're reading from the book of John chapter 15, verse 1 to 8. John chapter 15, verse 1 to 8, it says, I am the vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, and uh, you are like a branch that is thrown away and does such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burnt. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done to you. This is my father, this is to my father's glory, that you may bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So this is the verse that we are looking Last week we so one way of us being fruitful as believers is just to abide in the Lord because it says without Him you cannot do anything. And as you abide in the Lord, you start growing in the Lord. And when you start growing in the Lord, you see that the Lord starts pruning you. When you start growing and bearing fruit, that's when God starts pruning you. And this you can see in the verse 1 to 3. I am the vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it can be even more fruitful. So the Lord doesn't just prune any branch, but the branch that's in him that is bearing fruit. So as you grow in the world and you start bearing fruit, that's when the Lord starts pruning you so that you can be more fruitful. Yeah? So it's not just for, for you to be more fruitful in that. So as you heard me, I was brought up in Mombasa, Amabu town. So Mambakulima, Nihivi, Atukufanya Agriculture, the, the first time we did it, we did for more. <laughs> so I just, I just decided to check out what does pruning really mean. Just in the agricultural terms, because you need to understand from agriculture, so what does pruning, pruning is. And as I was looking at it, I saw how good a metaphor it was to our Christian lives, the story of the Lord being the vine, uh, uh, the Lord being the vine, God being the gardener, us being the branch, and the pruning. So it was such a, a, a metaphor because we find that with us in the branches, and the Lord does the pruning, 
Rooney in the Christian, we can equate it to the sanctification that we undergo. The sanctification is that we are being renewed each and every time to be more like God, to reflect God's glory to us. So that's the whole. So when he cuts, he cuts that is for us just to be more fruitful in that. One other thing which I noted, I learned when I was doing my research in pruning. Pruning is not done haphazardly. It's a selective process. They have to pick the branches that are bearing fruit. That's where it does that. So it's selective. So they, they, they have to do that. So God looks at the one who is fruitful starts pruning so that you can be more fruitful. The other thing which I, I, uh, which was there is that there's a difference between pruning and trimming. Trimming, our plants in the compound, beautiful, so that's true. But pruning, it's, it's different for that. Pruning, it's not just about the aesthetics and how it looks, but pruning, we are trying to, to improve the health of the plant and the strength of the plant by removing infected dead branches of the tree. So this is more specific. But you find that streaming is part of pruning, but pruning is much and much more because streaming is just to check on the aesthetics, in a wrong side, what to cut, in a what to reduce, so that. So the other thing which I say, uh, I'm a learner, so I, I try to, to research and understand all this. So I say, how can you differentiate when you are being pruned vis-a-vis when you are just uh, undergoing the consequences of your actions, the sins you can What is it that can say, hey, how can you prune me? How can you the way I've been disobedient to God? What, what is it all about? So I came across an article in the, which will say that when you are when it's pruning, pruning results to a loss of what you have come to be known for, or the things that give you a name. Status, for example, your finances, possession, impact, influence, position, stature, relationships, opportunity. So pruning is a loss of things which have come to define you. Things which someone looks at you and says like so the things that define you in, in life when they are started to be cut off that's when you can it's, a, it's an indication that God is trying to, to prune you so I say to prune is to lose the basis upon which in our human eyes people see us as being successful the things which have come to define us and it says that when the pruning does, there's the, there's the loss that comes with it because you, you lose it. When, when you, the things are started to cut, sometimes, or most times, we feel exposed. Because these are the things that have been defining us. Imagine if it's your job. You've been defined by your job, your title, and then now the job is not there. We feel exposed. 
So there are other things he says that God has abandoned him. But if you look at the Bible, God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you wherever you go. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But he says he is abandoning you. God is not abandoning you. And you see that if you, if you are to bear much fruit in the Lord, you need to abide in him. So how is it that he's abandoning you? He's not abandoning you. He wants you to cling to him, to draw closer to him and say, Lord, here I am in my weakness. I'm drawing my strength from you. But the enemy will want you to disassociate because he knows that when you disassociate, you can do nothing without the Lord in you. When you disassociate from the world, that even it's a good ground for him to attack you. Remember the wilderness, he grows like a lion. And how does he get you when you're standing alone? The gazelle who is alone from the heart is the easy target for the, for the lion. And that's what the enemy wants to do for you. He knows that one, if you disassociate from God's word, you cannot do anything. So you'll start drying up and you'll be thrown in the fire. Two, if you disassociate from God's word, you'll be on a, alone. There's no one to cover you. So he'll be able to attack you more and finish you completely. And those the lies that when God starts working in you, those the lies that the enemy will want you to believe in. But they are not, they are just lies of the enemy. Because we remember the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he wants to steal your joy of being fruitful. That's his aim. He just wants to steal your joy of being fruitful so that you may not enjoy that. So we find that the, the process of spiritual pruning, when the Lord starts, prunes you. It's a place where each and every one of us doesn't want to be there. Each and every one, we can to be there, but we find that that's a critical requirement in our journey as Christians. That's the place where God wants us to be, for us to be more fruitful, for us to get to know Him more, for one, for for us to be able to get closer and closer to the, to the Lord because at that time he's making you more fruitful. So at a place where Lazima to touch you, but Lazima to have so Mombasa can say Tambu Jungu. The Tambu Tambu Jungu. It's bittersweet in all that because one, there's the reward after you going through it because you'll be more fruitful. But the pain that comes with it, it's hurtful. Yeah, let's go to if you look at the story of Job. It's not to depend on. Right now, if I ask you, the things which you are depending on them, like your job, a relationship you are looking at to, if the Lord picks that out, plucks that out from you, how it's, it's painful. But it says that it's also beneficial. And the thing that makes the pruning painful is because we usually cling to the things that are not making us fruitful. These things that are not making us, we cling on them, and that's why it's painful during that process. Because these are things that have defined us, these are things that we've gotten to know, but they are not. They are not helpful for us to be fruitful. And that's where we are told that it becomes so painful. And it's, it says that in the sanctification process, 
there be so much pain because it's trying to bring out things that are hindering us in our relationship to God, things that are coming in between us and, and, and the Lord. So there will be that struggle. And in our Christian world, we are only told that it's only during glorification that we are living a life free of pain and heart. So we have to endure to endure that. So that's why why the, the, the pruning process becomes painful. Because these are the things that have come to we've come to be known for. And they are the things that are hindering us from having a relationship with, with the Lord. So pruning is a an interesting thing which I found out is pruning is not a requirement for a tree to, to bear fruit. You don't have to, to prune a tree to bear fruit. It will bear fruit without pruning. It's, it's there. It's there. But the thing is that the fruits that will be, will be born from that tree, one, the quality will not be well, and the quantity. So come and imagine that I can't imagine And it will be just bits and pieces, not an abundance. So despite pruning out, it's a requirement for you to prune, for you to for the plant to be fruitful. And as I can go to the forest, you find that they are plant trees with fruit, but they are not as fruitful if they would have been we would have been pruned. So as you say. We can be fruitful in our work as Christians. But for us to be more fruitful, where God wants, we have to go under the pruning process. So, yeah, it will come to us. And we find that it, it's there, it's part of our own day to day life. It's part of our daily work as Christians that God will. I can it on bio, it's not a value to you, it's convey and acclaim and acclaim and able to do that. But it's all for his glory, it's all for us to bear So as I looked at what are some of the reasons that gardeners prune their, their crops. And God being the gardener, why does he prune us in that? And one of the reasons was one to remove dead, broken, dying, diseased branches. So farmers do that because they look at a branch which has some diseases, and I equated this to be our, why God is pruning us, the false beliefs, doctrines, which we come to accept as part of us. Our attitudes, our habits that have been born out of what we've been socialized, in our work as we grew up. So these are the things which God will try to, to clip these doctrines which are coming up. And right now, okay, the social media, they say, doctrine of self-love, be on a trend, love yourself, love yourself, love yourself. But is it God's word? Yeah, is it God's word? Is it God's word? Because God says, love others. So these are the things that we will start thinking. Their false beliefs, doctrines, habits, attitudes, which have come up as, as we go. And at that time, as we get it, our character is being developed, strengthened, and enriched. 
And you can see Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14 to 15. Then we will no longer be infants tossed, about, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful stealing. Instead, seeking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every aspect the mature body of Him who is the head, that is Christ. So that's one why the reason God cleaves that, so that these false doctrines do not affect us, because we know that His word is true and His word is life. The other thing farmers approve is to establish a strong growth form, and they call this structural pruning. So for plants in structure to be strong, and this is maybe a branch which is lying on another branch, on a fracture, you are not, it's not growing, come up from where you have to put it so that it can grow straight towards to such pruning. And this, I equated it to the Lord prunes us to build our spiritual muscle. To build our intimacy with Him. And that's why He does it. He's trying, He's teaching us to live in obedience, dependence on Him. So as to meet our needs and for us in confidence to take Him at His word. And we find that when He does the structural pruning, this is where our questions about our identity, who we are, what we made for our purpose are answered by him during this people. And it's the people who need to know is your true name. Because you say sometimes you come up with false name from how you but it gives you a true name and that's why when I like it, it's deeply defined, you can't know what <laughs> it defines it in this case, yeah. So you'll be defined in during the training process. And that's the crystal. What happens when we trust in men? So this time we want to look what happens when we trust in God. When he builds that structural form of things, he builds your intimacy. We get to know him more and more. What happens to him? And we look at Jeremiah's But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear even if it stands. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in the young drought and never fails to bear fruit. This is when he leads, he leads a spiritual muscle. This is who you become. The tree that is planted by this, by the waters. Do it. 
and I give him praise and praise because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He didn't stand. He's doing now. He does more. He never fails. He said, "No one from his mouth will ever fail. No one from his mouth will ever return to him empty. It has to do what it was for us. So when he says it, he does it. It's for us to take hold of his word. So that's what he does. He does this structure of prayer for us just to draw closer to him, to grow strength in our own, so that he can." Challenges come, you know, where to draw your strength from. I was telling Pastor Fred yesterday, hey, Pastor, if you just want to go back by somebody, you need to tell you that you have to preach and everything. But what I was saying, I just have to go back to the world, draw my strength from the world, because if I'm not drawing my strength from the world, I can be like, hey, good, everything, find that to be like, but I don't know. The God I serve is a mighty warrior, great heart, never fails. That's the other thing why the garden approves us is for us to thin, large, heavy, overgrown branches. As we start growing our branches, they become these other seeds that could grow haywire, plumber, it has to be cut and treated. And these are the ones which are lying in the others. I say that. I say this when he does this, cuts off the overgrown branches, he's exposing our sin, the idols in our hearts. When he starts cutting the overgrown, you know, when things are overgrown, they hide things. So he starts doing that work. He starts exposing the sins in our hearts, the idols. And you know, growing up in short, idols mean little macabins and maybe. But idols is anything that you draw your strength on. Idols, the thing that you do. These are the things that So when he does that, he, he exposes our, our idols. And these are the things that we hold near to our hearts that compete. With God for his attention. So these are the things which is not that can God compare. Okay? And it can be our jobs, our businesses, our relationships. This could be the idol things that can God compare. Instead of Sunday coming to, to church, God's area, a job that's one. job that has been family, But you don't know that God is blessing through that job. He can bless you without that job. We've taken our eyes off him and looking at us. So we find that some of these things when God is exposed and he cuts over God's branch is our business in life. The business of life. B-U-S-Y of life. Because we are always, always on the run trying to make that. And sometimes God says, you are running too much that you don't have time for me. So what do I do? So he exposes our sins, sins which we know. And it was so interesting. I came to learn about this meaning of idols when COVID happened. And I was listening to one of the, of the pastors online and saying that it has exposed our idols. Some of us are idols on our jobs. So when COVID happened in our jobs in the team, so many people were affected because they were depending on their, on their jobs. Yet we are supposed to be 
depending on the color. So yeah, so he does that so that he can expose our, our, our hidden sins in our hearts. And there's this thing which says that our home is a jealous is jealous and will fight for his right. So anything that comes in between him and his right, don't And he fight for us. And the pride is the church, you and me. So he wants us to abide. And anything that comes between my relationship with God, is king. So that I may draw back to him. So it's also say that the power of our sin is in the secrecy. Power of sin is in the secrecy. We can have seen a power of our 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 Julie. After the power, if I say that I'm not you, they want to shut up. Yes, my daughter. Eh? It is story. They are not just telling story to the people. And we we go down. He says the power of our sin is in the secrecy. So when he does that, he exposes us. So. The power of sin is, is quenched. It can't, the enemy can't stand because it's already open because the excess that has been covering it has been, has been cut off. But another interesting thing you find that to be careful man, the overgrown things, it prevents it from going to other plants, to the neighbors, so it avoids infections. So when he puts that, sometimes it tells you, Bad company perhaps would be able to So, the So, that you don't get done. So, you don't get infected. So, that's why the Lord chooses us. That's why the Lord pulls us. So, that we don't get infected. And we remember in Romans 12. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect. For us not to conform, but to transform by the renewing of our minds. And also, we see in second, eleven, nineteen, I have this verse. I will give them an undivided heart and put an spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. So um, that's what the Lord does when he does the pruning. That's what he does when he starts cutting the background, the background of plants. But the last thing about why the Lord prunes and this we've seen it in the in the in the verse is for just us to be more fruitful. To be more fruitful. And this we see in verse 8 it says, This is my father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be his disciples. So for us, when you bear much fruit, we are giving God the glory. We are giving God the glory because we are doing much fruit. Because it says that the only way God can show his love is through how we love others. The only way God can show his fruitfulness is how we be fruitful. So when you become fruitful, 
is for the glory of the Lord. And it's for the glory of the Lord. So, what lessons have I been learning in this season? When season of waiting on the Lord. Because I know some of us are waiting on the Lord for an answer prayer. Might not be just the pruning part, but it's a place where you've stuck at a place for a long time and you want to move to the same, but it's like you're there. What is it such? We need to learn out of that. One thing which I've learned is very critical during that time is your perspective. Your perspective is the key during that time of waiting, during that time of How is it key? Will you look at what you're going through as punishment or as pain? You know, the way you look at things, after you tell it, it doesn't look to study the how you perceive things, that's how it is, how you see the way it is. So, when you go through this, will you see as punishment or pain? Will you focus on the law or focus on what is happening in the and you know that when you focus on the things around you, what you have. Peter, when he asked God, uh, can I come and say, come and start working on what? When he was facing at the Lord. But when he took his eyes off the Lord and started looking at what is happening around the wind and what, he started coming. And that's what our perspective does. If you don't focus on the Lord, then you drown. When you don't focus on the Lord, you will drown. And remember, the Christian is a work of faith and not by sight. You walk by faith and not by sight. So if you take your eyes off the Lord, you'll be walking by sight. You want to see things happening with you. And you find that at that time, you might look around and see nothing is happening. Nothing is changed. You feel great, but nothing is changing. But the thing is, if you think that, even if you don't see anything changing, God is working in the background. God is working in the background. You might not see it, but He's working in the background. He's going to do it. So, our perspective when we go through our seasons of waiting, our seasons of proof, will be, we be keep on that. And this you can see from the book of Job, chapter 23, verse 10 to 12. This was Job in the midst of his trials when he was saved. But he knows the way that I take. He knows the way that I take. When he assessed me, I shall come forth as gold. My feet have closely followed his step. I have kept to his way without turning aside. I have not departed from his commands of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my daily prayer. With that to your prayer when you're waiting on the Lord, when things are not happening, but you believe that after I'm going through this, I'll emerge like gold. The same thing as you wait on the Lord, as you undergo the pruning is you need to strengthen yourself in the Lord. You need to learn to strengthen yourself in the Lord. Things will not be easy. There will be trials in there, but you need to start drawing the strength of the Lord. And this is where you say, we, we cling on the Lord. I do not lose the innovation, the quality, 
that's not what we in our life needs to do that. And how do we strengthen ourselves in the Lord? One, through His Word. Because it says His Word is good. And this week, it's been in the book of Deuteronomy, like I remember, it says, These are not just words. These are not just words. This is your life. That's just a place in the journey. 
so don't make effort look out for our conversation. Because sometimes during this season, God will continue supplying needs. His blessings will be there. And most times when he blesses you, we get comfort for that same. Miss out. No, don't get comfortable. God has no plans for you. Yeah, plans are to hand, but Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. at Trubani House off Airport North Road. Have a blessed week.